0: In the last episode, number five, you saw how to go from 1,000 customers to 5,000 paying customers and over $30 million in revenue with under the radar business thinker, Kevin Wilkie. Okay, our guest today is Bob Berg. Now, Bob is a sought after speaker who has shared his wisdom with audiences as large as 16,000 people. He's appeared with Olympic athletes, business leaders, and even a former U.S. president. He's co-author of numerous books, including the international bestseller, The Go-Giver, with combined sales of over 1 million copies in 21 different languages. His newest book is Adversaries into Allies, Master the Art of Ultimate Influence. Bob Berg, are you ready to take us to the top? Hi, I'm Nathan. Great to be with you, my friend. Great. And this is a special, special interview for me. And the reason is because back about four years ago, Bob, I don't know if I ever told you and Kathy and Carrie Wilkerson this, uh, but the first money I ever spent going into being an entrepreneur, I remember it, I skipped part of school and I bought tickets to Florida, Jupiter, Florida, to attend your conference. And down there, I met some of the people that shaped my life to this day, who I'm close with, including Carrie Wilkerson, Mm. uh, you, uh, your team. And uh, it was really impactful for me. We learned all about the Go-Giver and the Go-Giver sells more, I believe, at that conference. So from my heart to yours, Bob, thanks for
1: making the time. And I'm so glad you're able to join us. Well, uh, our, our pleasure and my pleasure, thank you. you. You've been an inspiration to us, believe me. Oh, well,
0: thank you. Now, here's, you know, the top tribe listeners, you know, they're curious about a lot of things, but one of the things we try and focus on is really breaking down some tactical stuff and also talking about kind of the psychology. And I know you do this with your five laws uh, in The Go-Giver brilliantly. So this is going to be really exciting. So what I want to do is I'd love to learn a little bit about how you got started. And specifically, <laughs> you decided radio broadcasting, right, in in, in, uh, in the Midwest it was just not your thing, got into sales. And then take continue the story from there. Why get into writing and why get into speaking?
1: Well, I when I first got into sales, I knew nothing about it. So I began to study those who did. Tom Hopkins, this is 35 years ago. Tom Hopkins, Zig Ziglar, some of those. And just utilizing their systems turned me from being unsuccessful in sales to successful in sales. There was a system, and I defi- personally define a system as the process of predictably achieving a goal based on a logical and specific set of how-to principles. The key is predictability. If it's been proven that by doing A, you'll get the desired result of B, then you know all you need to do is A and continue to do A, and you'll get the desired result of B. Uh, I think that's really important because when you can seek out, it it means you don't have to invent the wheel. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. You simply need to find out what other people have done, who have done what you want to do or have accomplished what you want to accomplish. And uh, duplicate what they've done in order to be successful. Of course when you look for people to to um, to follow if you will or you look to pe- for, to people to learn from you want to make sure that, that that your values are congruent okay but assuming that's the case, then all you need is, is to determine how to do something and just do
0: that. Well, and Bob, you resist the temptation, again, with your co-author, uh, John Mann. When, when these reporters would ask you, and I did a lot of research for this to make good use of our time here, and one of the questions they kept asking you was, Bob, what's new? What, what's, new in the, what's new in these five walls? And what was your response? Nothing.
1: Absolutely <laughs> nothing.
0: <laughs> and, and, I, and I love that. I mean, you, you talk about being authentic and to the point, and, and I, I just loved— Kind of how you stuck to that. most people try and make something revolutionary up, but there's value to taking important principles and putting them in succinct format, which is what you did. So what I want to do is you know you you talked you talked about a little bit about why you or you got into sales, you didn't know anything. you studied and then you started really teaching, which many people would say is how you master anything. So mm-hmm. walk me through, walk me through maybe how you got your first book deal, which I believe Bob and correct me if I'm wrong, was endless referrals.
1: Yes, it was. And I had just started speaking professionally. And of course, in building a speaking business, and it's a business like anything else, I learned from other people who had who had gone before me and done it successfully. And I was at a National Speakers Association meeting. Uh, and... Randy Pennington was there a, a speaker on leadership a multi-bestselling author and I told him about this and I had been told by people there that in order to really position yourself better get higher fees make yourself more marketable you needed to have a book and I'm not sure that's the case with everyone it was the case with me and it made a lot of sense so I came up with the idea for the book on what I had been teaching and uh I had had gotten turned down by uh, several agents and I was speaking with Randy and Randy just introduced me to his agent and his agent liked the book and uh, took it to uh, the the first publisher actually that he spoke with and we got it published. And that was actually, that was my first book that really began to position me as an authority in my field. And as such, I, I leveraged that positioning and it really helped me grow my business.
0: Well, and that's amazing. Talk about a book on endless referrals and the way you got the thing was Randy
1: referring you to his publisher. Sure, and exactly. That's a great point. And when I went and and, uh, and let me expound on that a bit because I think you brought up a really great point. As I began to attend these these meetings of the National Speakers Association, I was not just asking for advice. I was always looking for ways to provide value to them. Mm. I was always looking for ways to connect them. Uh back then it was a lot of magazine articles we'd write to position ourselves and I'd make sure to Suggest my fellow speakers, or uh, if it was a matter of an engagement where they needed more speakers. And I would, so I was always right away positioning myself as uh, an asset of value to them. So, uh, you know, I think as we talk about uh, a lot when it comes to really effective networking, if you will, the focus should be on bringing value to others. And that's such an important
0: point for the top tribe listening in today is really to focus on that value. What can you do for everyone else? And Bob, you've done that your whole life. And, I, you know, I do want to kind of bridge a gap here because some people go, hey, I give a lot of value to people. Guess what? I, I go bankrupt because I'm not making any money. So there, there's a way to kind of bridge that gap. So if you're comfortable, Bob, doing so, can you articulate today as you're speaking what you charge per keynote? And then I want to go back and continue the story from that first book.
1: Um, sure, well I'm now at $20,000 uh, per talk. Uh, of course it took a while to get to that point. <laughs> that well, a- and I want to jump into that because I, I, there's a lot of folks listening
0: right now wondering how do I become a thought leader? How do I get my first book out? You know, I want to speak, how do I increase my fees? So Bob, you know, you focused on you probably gave Randy a ton of value, which is why he felt comfortable giving you a going recommendation to his publisher and that was really the launch of your career. Now, did you did you at the beginning really give up trying to get the publisher to reimburse you for any of your expenses and did you just focus on, you know what? I'm just going to flood them with so much value that they're going to sign a 3 or 4, you know, deal book deal with me. How did you think about that first deal?
1: Well, well first, I did not um, even think of a multi-book deal and did not have one with that first publisher. I was still at that at that time in, in unknown, uh, and and that was fine because eventually we'd sell so many of those first books, endless referrals, well over a quarter million. Wow! Uh, but we sold I think a hundred thousand within the first couple of years. That they asked me to do another book with them. Uh, but I actually self-published that one because I, I was doing a lot of work uh, in, with direct sales companies, a lot with insurance companies, with, with different firms, and so I already had a built-in distribution for my second book. So I, I self-published that one and the the publisher of the first book of Endless Referrals, they were very, very nice people but they really didn't give me the kind of distribution that I thought they should have in the bookstores, that they did really next to nothing in terms of that. Again, uh, nice people, nice people but they didn't earn by bringing my second book to them. There got was it. no reason for me to do that. So you built uh, the
0: relationships now, then with those big organizations that would bring you in to speak with thousands of salespeople, self-published the second book and then sold directly or or, or offered, again, that value, which was your book that you poured your heart and soul into to those sales folks.
1: Yes. And so it was, you know, it was it, it, exactly. Uh, and so it was really a matter of going in a direction that I thought was going to be able to serve everyone. Um, I, You know, getting back to to something you said earlier, which was an important point when the person said, well, but give me, I give value all the time and I'm going broke. That's not really what we're talking about. If, if you're giving value and you're going, not, not bringing in any money, then what I'm going to suggest is you're probably not giving value in the correct way. Uh, because giving value doesn't mean you just give things away for free. Uh, there is a time and place for that, of course, when we put out information in order to attract people to learn more about what we do by giving them a free chapter or a, a free video or this. that That's great, but that's not what we're talking about in terms of creating a sustainable business model that's profitable. Uh, that's a a strategy or a tactic. And, and again, that that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you find yourself constantly giving value and not receiving, then you're you either don't have a sustainable model for that, or you're giving value to others in a way that they don't see as being of value. When you think of it, you know, the difference between price and value is Price is a dollar figure. Value is the relative worth or desirability of a thing to the end user or beholder. What is it about this thing, this product, service, concept, idea that brings so much worth or value to someone that they will willingly exchange their money for it? But remember, and this is key, value is always in the eyes of the beholder. It's not what Mm. we believe is of value or what we think they should think is a value it's what they believe is a value such a
0: critical point bob for for the top tribal listening again is to focus on the value to the other person now some people would say nathan i really want to connect with this person if i can connect with him just everything would be better but they have troubles extracting what the other person needs so that they can give them value. Do you have any, maybe, a, I know there's not a magic bullet, but do you have a question that you like to ask people that
1: would help them re- comfortably reveal what they need so then you can give them value? Well, I always like to say to someone you know, something like, how can I know if someone I'm speaking with uh, would be a good prospect for you? Oh, or if, gold. If that, Or you know, how can I know if someone I'm speaking with is someone you'd like to meet or it would be a good connection for you or would in some way be a value for you to know? Oh, that is such gold, yeah. Right. And the whole idea, really, when you think of it, of the Go-Giver philosophy is you're shifting your focus. Uh, You're moving from an I-focus or me-focus to an other-focus. You're constantly and consistently providing value to others, providing value to the marketplace.
0: What a great point, Bob. And again, we'll put all this stuff in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top. So... Bob, you've had a lot of success again. You know, selling now well over a million books in over 21 different languages. How are you finding people? Are you know? Do you have a specific strategy you're using to to really sell these books outside of the great job you've done building relationships with folks that are distributing your books? In other words, do you do a lot of it online, or is it mostly in person? Let's dive into one of those.
1: Sure. Well, there are probably three basic ways that that we move a lot of books. Uh, one of them is through my activities on social media, uh, and that would include Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Google Plus, uh, and, and so forth. That is, and we have a GoGiver Ambassadors page on Facebook, where we have a, a a tip of the day from you know any of the of John's and my GoGiver book. So what happens is through social media, people find us. Uh, uh, they find the website. Now, another way, uh, another top of the funnel, if you will, is the interviews that I do. Uh-huh. Uh, this book has been out since uh, two thousand, since the winter of 2008, and I continue to do probably five, six, seven interviews a week on this book. Wow! Uh, I have never stopped and don't plan to. And so from that, again, we get a lot of people to the Berg.com website. Uh, also, my blog posts. I'm a, a fairly consistent blogger. And we get a lot of people who, who and, and we usually, we really use those blog posts to start a conversation, to have a community. Now, from there, any of those three things, social media, interviews, blog posts, people go to my website. They often subscribe to my influence and success insights. Hey, Bob, Bob, res-
0: Bob let me break this down real quick because I know people are going to want to do this to really, first off, get what you're teaching, but also really understand how you're doing this. So what is that site? So social interviews, blog posts are sending traffic directly to, is it Berg, uh, BobBerg.com? Uh, berg.com, yes. Okay, Berg.com. And then you have people subscribe on Berg.com to your newsletter. Is that
1: accurate? Yes, though, and those are the influence and success insights. Those are newsletters, and I also send a video uh, typically about once uh, once every couple of weeks, usually one to two minutes. It's short, succinct. Uh, and it, it, you know, keeps people interested. So people are consistently receiving value from me through that. And and again, I want to reiterate
0: that point. A lot of people think they're just going to launch a book and have success, but you've been doing this for literally decades, building value for people. And so, if mm-hmm. I ask you to the, what degree have you built your list? How many folks? How many community members do you have that are now opted in to really get value from you every every week?
1: Uh, well, we must have about 30,000, a little over 30,000 all together through a cu- actually a couple of different lists, but basically over 30,000. which isn't as big as a lot of lists. You know, there are lists out there with a million people or 500,000 people, whatever. Ours is not that big but we have a fairly loyal quality 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 quality
0: list yeah yep
1: that's that's what it's about bob
0: if you are loving this episode you will love episode number eight where we talk to the head of strategy at gopro responsible for taking them from three hundred thousand dollars a year in sales to three hundred million dollars in sales and to celebrate the top tribe i am giving you guys the chance to win a gopro and my top three favorite business books. In order to win, simply text the word Nathan to 33444. Again, N-A-T-H-A-N to 33444 for your chance to win hundreds of dollars in prizes every week. The first one is a GoPro and my favorite business books. Bob, I want to say thank you again. And I want to ask you, do you know what time it is? Do I know what time it is? Bob, it's time for the famous five, man. Are you ready?
1: Ah, I was wondering if that was. <laughs> <laughs> hey, go, go right ahead. Okay. I, I will do my best. <laughs>
0: okay, besides your books, which I highly recommend, and we'll link to them in the show notes. What is your favorite business book?
1: Well, my favorite business books aren't my books. I can't learn from my books. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably my favorite, my, my favorite business book of all time has become The Secret of Selling Anything by Harry Brown which is was published posthumously it was taken posthumously it was taken from two manuscripts that he wrote in the 1960s never intending i guess to be published because they never were it is they are it is the best book i've ever read when you combine selling with uh, understanding human nature. It is absolutely a a beautiful book with wonderful lessons. Well, well Bob, I've
0: never heard of that, which makes me excited because I think the top tribe is going to hear that and go, I've never heard of that either. This is super valuable. One thing Nathan, though, I'm, I have, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go, I was going to say one, another question I want to ask you about books though. You and I are both fans of Benjamin Franklin and oh. I happened to at Kramer bookstore in DC. It's in a little corner. I found a book called the autobiography and I was thrilled that you also love this book and you actually took what Benjamin Franklin did with his 13 weaknesses each year and mm-hmm. to make yourself better. Can you really quickly just talk about that book and how you apply the, that his process?
1: It was a life changer for me. And what what Ben did is he understood that he had certain character traits that did not serve him and did not serve others, and if he was going to build the kind of business, reputation, life that he wanted for himself, he was going to have to improve himself in those areas. So he took 13 traits, he would work on, he would totally laser focus on one of those traits for one solid week. Then he would move on to the second trait, then the third trait, and he had 13 all together. Now at the end, so at the end of that week, at at the end of the 13th, 13 weeks, he'd finished that course one time. He'd been through it one time. Well, 13 times four are 52. There are 52 weeks in a year, meaning you could complete the course four times in a year. And by the time you go through each of those traits four times in a year, you've basically busted those traits wide open. You've turned a weakness into a strength
0: and as you said in my research and you said this so eloquently you become your more authentic, authentic self self love it bob exactly okay number three uh, number two sorry is there any particular ceo that you're following or studying right now
1: well john allison is one of my all-time favorites john allison for 20 years was the, the chairman and ceo of uh, BB&T, branch banking and trust company and he took that company to wonderful wonderful heights uh, even in times where the banking industry certainly was uh, going through some, some really difficult changes. And he was also, uh, bb and was one of the few banks in the country that never, ever uh, involved themselves in subprime lending, writing only, only uh, conventional loans. And when the big uh, uh, you know, crisis happened in 2008, bb and John Allison were both standing tall Mm. They had done the right thing in the right way. And his book um, his book called The Leadership Crisis and the Free Market Cure is an amazing book. Uh, but you can look him up on YouTube and watch a lot of his talks and presentations. He is a champion of free minds and free markets, and he is a leader if there ever was one.
0: Oh, what a recommendation. We're definitely going to link to that in the show notes. So Bob, Number three of the famous five. What is your
1: favorite online tool, like Evernote? You know, I, as you know, I I'm not the most tech savvy person. Fortunately, my business partner, my brilliant business partner, Kathy Tajanel, is. <laughs> so she knows all those things. But but she, you know, we use uh, Infusionsoft. There you go. To, uh, you know, for for uh, for m- many aspects of the business and. Uh, And yeah, so I would have to go with that one even though I have so little understanding of it compared to what she has. Great recommendation. I know a lot of people love Infusionsoft. Number four, Bob, yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep each night? Not always and not quite, but I do more than I used to. Ever since I read um, Arianna Huffington's book entitled Thrive, where she had an entire teaching just on the benefits of sleep, I've been making much more of an effort to do so. I always knew it on a surface level that sleep was important. I never took it seriously enough. But since I read her book about a year, year and a half ago, I've made a point to do so. And again, I don't hit it 100% of the time, but I get close to it most of the time and it's made a huge difference.
0: Okay, last question, Bob, with a famous vibe. And I love this one because it saves the top tribe listeners so much time. If you wish your 20-year-old self, who was, again, jumping the broadcast industry in the Midwest, but if you could teach your 20-year-old self one thing, what would it be?
1: Oh, this one's easy. It would be, shut up! <laughs> it would be, listen more. You don't have all the answers. In fact, you don't even know the right questions.
0: Oh, I, lo- I love that. Uh, awesome. Well, Bob, look, people are going to be wanting to learn more about you if they haven't heard about you already. So where can people connect with you
1: online? Uh, they can come to berg, B-U-R-G, And while they're there, they can... Um, uh, join my influence and success insights list and they'll also get chapter one of the go-giver endless referrals uh go-givers sell more and uh, adversaries into allies they'll get the first chapter sent to them so they can read that first to see if they like where it's going Great. Well, Bob, look from
0: from a from a mid from a Midwest sportscaster at a small ABC affiliate at twenty four to a best-selling author that sold millions of books and is preaching the value of giving more. Thank you so much for taking my audience to the top. My honor and pleasure. Thank you. Best of luck. Take care. Bye bye. In the next episode, number seven. You'll see how a big thinker stuck out in a corporate cog quit and used Mark Cuban and a lot of sweat to forex his new clothing company year over year for the last five years. This podcast is produced by Oration Recording and is sponsored by Eddie Communications and Roanoke, Virginia's Grandin Collab, the premier workspace for entrepreneurs and growing companies. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome.